microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? The five foot assassin with the roughneck business. I float like gravity, never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the one that's got family. No need to sweat our Rainy day Friday. That's right. T- Took's got a, a good amount of time to get here for because of the L.A. driver situation. Yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't move here for this. You know, we have to put up with a lot of assholes living in Los Angeles. I'm not going to put up for them to have this kind of weather. Uh, how's your inauguration day? It's been a little busy morning. Okay. Uh, I guess we weren't able... I forgot about the West Coast, East Coast time, so I actually didn't watch the actual sw- signing in. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch it on purpose because uh, our our current now current president likes ratings a little too much, so I figured that'll be my little. Oh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of the highest watched uh, inaugurations, just because people are like, "Is anything going to happen?" Right, and also because <laughs> more people have TVs. And more ways to watch it, so that <laughs> sure. also helps. Sure. But he'll 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 swing it that way. Um, all right. So today we got our subjects. Um, our first one is our our I guess our Oscar nominee preview, where Jason and I are going to go over our top five movies of the year. Now, well, we'll get into the criteria of that, and then we're going to follow with a, uh, a a new segment. We're going to do is a career retrospective. This is Ben Affleck. We're going to go over Ben Affleck's career and his ups and downs and all that kind of stuff. And um, see see that as a test run of that's something we're going to do moving forward. And at the end, because it is, in fact, Inauguration Day, we have a special segment um, about how to gamble on politics <laughs> and whether or not it's a good idea. So that's our little spin on it. Um, anything you want to add before we get into things? Um, no, I'm just, uh, I'm now I'm a little confused because I thought we were doing our favorite movies of the year, not that we're going to be nominated for Oscars. Well, that's what we're doing. Okay. Right. We're, well, I was going to say, I, I was, was gonna, just like, I went the wrong way on this one. No, no, no. You went the right way, sir. Um, I, I was going to say that in the introduction, but then I figured, well, we'll just jump into it now. Um, we each made a list of our top five favorite movies if they were our Oscars. Right. Okay. You know, yeah. like, um, listen, we can all agree that um, more people will like La La Land and Moonlight and all that's going to be nominated. But if we were nominating, these would be our five movies that we would nominate because they're our five favorites of the year. Now, before we jump into them, like, I'm sure you have some guesses of what would be on my list and I have some of what would be on yours. Uh, anything you want to throw out there? Uh, we might have a couple of the same ones. Yeah, I think so. We should, uh, I don't want to guess. I okay. Wanna, I want to go in. Uh, we're going fresh. Yeah, we'll go five to one, and we can talk about uh, how we think about each other's uh, picks. Okay. Um, so let's just jump into it. Do you want to? Uh, sure. You can go first. My number five. I, I called you to ask, so we won't make this any. If this could be counted on our list, was uh, the OJ. Uh, Made in America documentary. Um, yeah, that was a great, great series. Yes, uh, it had everything. Um, I just I found it to be the most fascinating thing. I think I've uh, I watched it twice because I, I was riveted by all the ways it showed us. You know, I'm not. It's been said a million times. That's one of the things I don't want to get into the things 
that have been said like a million times, like this movie was really great. Like this is our stuff. It was a good watch, and I learned some shit. And it was long. It was definitely long, <laughs> but it was. It I took never multiple. Yeah, it took multiple days to watch, but like I just didn't want it to end. I thought it was. I thought it was great, and I loved watching what he was as this handsome, almost hero, turning into the guy that says. That's standing on this, uh, the side of a freeway in Miami trying to prank people with, like, OJ Prank Show by the end. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> so I didn't even think of that movie as a contender when I was, like, even doing my list. But it is going to be nominated for Best Documentary and is considered a, uh, you know, frontrunner to win the Oscar. So we'll see what happens but yeah that was a great film but it's just not on my list okay uh moving forward uh anyone that's thinking of making more oj movies it's good we're good yeah we're, we're done with the OJ. i just thought there's another oj like yeah there's one about naming his son oh i don't even okay yeah there's a new one that's naming his son or somebody as a potential as the killer yeah it's coming out Listen, we're good. This is <laughs> a pretty, it's a pretty in-depth documentary. I mean, unless you got something crazy new, we're good. Also, for the John Bonet one they're doing and the Menendez brothers, things are doing not as riveting. Like, no, we're about to get three or four John Bonet Ramsey documentaries coming out on Netflix and and other things. Yeah, guessing they won't be on the list next year. No, I don't think so. Okay. So, what was your number five, Jason? Well, I had a I had a tough time. I did like top seven. It was tough to like whittle things down. That's a disappointment. Okay, but my number five. Well, wait. Do you want to? Do you want to give you your two? No, I'm not even going to bring it up. Okay, because every year Jason puts out his top ten list. I'm probably the only person. Who, yeah, no one looks at it. Who looks like I look forward to? I think it. my mom like looks M- at it. That's me and I mean. his mom are the two people that look forward to his top ten list. <laughs> I look more forward to your top ten list than I do any other publication. Just so uh, you know, and I'm not just pandering. I think it's I, the truth. I think I post like four things a year. So okay, when it happens. All right. So what what was your number five? So number five is Amy Adams and Arrival. Okay, I went Arrival. I actually saw it a couple times, and I thought it was a better on the second viewing. Once you know all the information, um, I just thought it was really well shot, really intense. Obviously, there was a couple issues with it, um, but overall, I mean, I love that movie. And I think that director is going to be one of those directors that I have to see every single one of his movies now. Okay, that's great. What uh, the So you said the second time, are we going to be giving away, do we care about spoilers to people? No, people, okay. people have seen it. Okay. So I'll, I won't give a lot away, but okay. people but have seen it. The second time you saw it, it definitely changed the way you watched it. Oh, it was yeah. Like could, Shutter Island changed? Um well it's up yeah, it's up there in that kind of twist because you look at the scenes with her and her daughter and things that she says with more context. And helps you with the timeline and everything uh, once you figure out what the ending is going to be and how they want you to view the whole movie, basically. Okay. Cool. Well, that was uh, 
that lingered around. That'd be in my top ten. It lingered around five. It was. Uh, I just thought it was really well made and really intense. I agree. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Um, my number four was Hell or High Water. Love that movie. I love that movie. It's a good movie. I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. Um, you know, both of us have are have brothers. Yeah. So you know, it strikes a chord with us. Uh, it was very simple, and it just had good characters. Um, you know, I was going to bring out a scene. I just remember now that I'm looking. I was going to bring out the scene when they're in the in the steak place. And the woman's like, we only yeah. serve steak. Yeah. One guy walked in, tried to order whatever the fish was. He didn't get it. He got steak. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just thought the characters. Um, I, I loved that. That was, and I thought it was a beautiful movie. I, I, I can't say enough about it. And I love the ending too. What the uh, when he shows up to his place, you know, it's yeah. just kind of like. You know who I am. I know who you are, but there's nothing we can do about it. Yep. We're going to stay away from each other. I love that, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. That was good. Good. Um, the casting in that was great, too. Obviously. Yeah. It helped a lot. I thought Ben Foster was great in that. He he plays those roles. Yeah, really he well. must be an insane person. He, I think he is. He, like, chipped his tooth on purpose. I did he, not like, purposely that. chipped his, like, chipped a tooth or, I don't know, I don't want to say pull a tooth. But like, I think his character? Yeah. That's crazy. Some people. Okay, what's well, your number four? My four, talking about brothers, Sing Street. Oh. A movie made by John Carney, who did uh, Once and Begin Again. Um, he loves this theme of songwriting and what inspires us when we write songs. Uh, and I'm in on all those, all those movies. <laughs> Me too. He's had uh, some controversial words in the past, which I hope don't hinder his movie making in the uh, future. Uh, he said one thing. But uh, I thought that movie was fantastic. This is the only movie I saw twice in a the theater. And yes, it's got everything I love, too. It's Irish. <laughs> it's got 80s music and like all my favorite, I can tell you, like my favorite bands. And anyone who's ever dreamed um, about trying to impress a girl or, 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 or a boy or whatever, like, this is kind of what you, what you planned out. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I loved it. I, it, like I said, the only, it's, it's number two on my list. Oh. Yeah. For those who haven't seen it, which I don't think many people have seen it, it's basically revolves around a guy who wants to get a girl and makes up a, says he's in a band and then he goes out and has to create a band. And, and they make and they just make music videos. Yeah, in the eighties. And so every music style through the eighties is represented, you know, from the main characters, the way he dresses, his hair, the, the song, the sound of the music. Right. The so it starts of the off. They're like a Duran Duran band, and then they become like a Cure band, and then yeah, it's uh, and yeah, it's definitely good nostalgia. I love it. You know. Yeah, and, I love that movie. And you come out with a really good feeling at the end. I didn't think it... I, it was my number one until pretty recently. John Carney had a different ending to it. Oh, really? Where... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I should say, but we're talking about it, but where both of them die. Oh, the really? End, in, the, in the ocean. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't think that's a big giveaway at the end. I think you're okay there. Uh, wow. That would, have, that would not have been as good a movie. No, that would have changed things. Um, my number three was Lion. 
Lion is uh, my number two. Okay, great. I am. All right. I have a feeling that those two are going to be. Um, if you're not in tears at the end of it, there's something wrong with you. Which I met someone who said they didn't cry at the end, and I told her she had a cement heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do you not cry at the end of that thing? I mean, it's so good. Like, it's so uh, emotional. And not just the way that it ends, because I don't, this is when I don't know if I want to get too. No, we don't want to give it But away. mixing the real life with the with the ending, the way that they show the what, like what, like yes. the real happened and, and the reflection without going into too much detail that he goes through towards the end when he's walking and yeah. looking at the, like. Oh, that was the best. It was just like, unbelievable. retracing his steps. So yeah. for those who haven't seen it, it's about a kid who gets lost for about 25 years away from home, and he only has, like, one vision or one image in mind that can help him find his home. And as technology grows and he gets older, he goes on Google Earth and searches, like, some sort of radius, like a 100-mile radius, looking for this one train station that he knew that he, you know, got lost from. And it takes him, like, years. But, uh, you know, obviously he eventually finds it. And we won't tell you what happens uh, about him finding his family. But it's it's such a great movie. It's and, great. Yeah. Great performances. I don't know. I think Deb Patel should win Best Supporting Actor. But do you think he's really the supporting actor? No, but this is the thing. It's like, you go back to how the Oscars want to try to give out Oscars. Um, like Silence of the Lambs he was in 16 minutes of that movie and was nominated for Best Actor you okay, know it's right. kind of like they they try to like give it so that you have a better chance of winning I think sure and the any that movie split up into two halves basically yeah I mean I'm okay with I mean and, and look I would have been happy if they nominated the little kid the little <laughs> kid in it is awesome yeah, the little kid's really good. Um, all right, so what was your number three? Or... My number three is Shane Black. It's a movie that he did this this year called The Nice Guys. Okay, so The Nice Guys. I was very gonna, entertaining movie. I was gonna. I actually was going to put that number five, but I just didn't want to steal the thunder <laughs> of how much you like The Nice Guys, and it just wouldn't have been fair for me to talk about it. The Nice Guys. I'm a big Russell Crowe fan. So, I like everything he does. But just how attention to detail that movie was about Los Angeles and the time period and great performances. And I love the story. It was kind of like a Big Lebowski type story um, revolving around the porn industry and everything. Same kind of world. Um, I don't know. I just love that movie. And to cap it all off at the end with... Russell Crowe just drinking a bottle of Captain Morgan's pretty much did it in for me that it was going to be on my top. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was a really good movie. Um, Jason wrote it in to his. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't on the PGA nominating list. So but, he wrote but it in. Pee Wee's Big Holiday was. <laughs> I'm like, so Pee Wee's Big Holiday is on here, but we can't get a good director and some. Great actors. Yeah, and it's a great, it's a really well written movie. Like Shane Black's, he writes, yeah, you know, he just writes that crime noir, very, you know, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Love that stuff. 
Yeah, and uh, he's doing Predator next, so we're going to be excited about that one. Yeah, we were excited about Iron Man 2, and we shouldn't have been. So, Or two or three. Either one. Uh, okay, number two for me was Sing Street. Number two for you was Lion. Lion. I feel like we have the same number one. Well, if we do... Um, I brought. I have a. I have a, a a clip that I put together that I have for it. All right. And um, this will describe my number one movie of the year. Marshal Flags are in. What do you reckon? You mean have a shootout and then when we got no bullets, run out and say freedom and then die in a blaze of glory? No, actually, man, so we run out of petrol. Well, I'm dying in a blaze of glory. <laughs> so that is a clip from my favorite movie. Is this the number one for you as well? Number one. I wasn't. I didn't know it was going to be. It was the Hunt for Wilder People, and this is a movie that you told me to watch. I was just sitting randomly. Someone had recommended it to me, and it's with Sam Neill, made in New Zealand. Um, this kid, um, Julian. Dennison, who's like just some overweight uh, teenager. Uh, fantastic. I'm just telling you, like, you have to see this movie. Um, it revolves around a kid who is like in and out of foster homes. He's kind of like a hoodlum, I guess. And he gets sent to uh, a farm to live with Sam Neill and his wife. And uh, things happen and he basically escapes and kind of gets lost in the woods uh and he's on the run there's a manhunt looking for him and it is hysterical i mean the writing in this um by the guy uh i'm gonna butcher his name uh taiki what 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 is it what's that ytt oh the yes the guy he directed um another really funny movie uh, what we do in the shadows a couple of years ago, which I recommend that as well. Yeah, but uh, he's a really funny director. He's directing the new Thor, but um, well, you know the new Thor. Were you telling me this? It's basically a a buddy movie between Thor and the Hulk. No, I did not know that. Yeah, they're like traveling across worlds and like a buddy movie. I don't mean it's gonna be funny, but yeah, that's his. Yeah, and. Uh, this, this is a very surprising one of those movies that you're like, wow, this is a, a really funny movie. Like while you're sitting that, it's like halfway through, you're just like, this is great. Why doesn't anyone know about this? Yeah, um, and and Ricky Baker may be the best character of 2016. The little boy, he's up there for sure. Uh, second would be his mom Bella, and third would probably be his dog Tupac. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny and it's touching and it's very Wes Anderson-like. Uh, there's exchanges like this one. I figured you'd like that. G- Jason loves a nice uh, movie reference within his movie. Terminator reference, yep. Um, so, yeah, I guess I didn't see that coming, that we were both going to have the same number one. But there you go, folks. If nothing else, you get out of this podcast. You just learned that there's a great movie that you're not seeing. Yeah, find it on On Demand. Hunt for the Wilder People. Highly recommend. Great, okay. Um, and now a movie that is not on our 
top five list. Live by Night. Yeah, Live by Night. That's the new Ben Affleck movie he wrote, directed, starred in. Uh, maybe he edited it. We don't know. It's like it's about five. Like it's about two hours too long. Yeah, there's a lot of issues with uh, Live by Night. Um, we went to a screening of it with Ben Affleck talking. He was uh, an interesting guy, but uh, guy's got way too much on his plate. Yeah, so <laughs> that's true. And, um, and and the thing is, is uh, you know, it, it made me think: Are we? You know, his career has gone in such ways. You know, are we heading down a bad Ben Affleck path again? You know. And um, it just made me think. So we, we, we started talking about doing a career retrospective of him. And, um, you know, at first he's, uh, he's a guy that well, he's first introduced to us in the public. He's a guy we really liked. He was introduced with, like, his best friend. You know, he wrote a screenplay with his best friend and they became famous. And, and there's part of us that are probably jealous of that. And part of us that are like, that's awesome. That's like me and my friends. You know, so he was like the uh, everyday kind of guy. Um, but he's so dynamic because he's uh, he's made some interesting acting choices. And he's been a very good actor and, and he's been in some really bad things. He's been a really great director. And then as a celebrity, he's got a whole other thing going yeah, on. Yeah, that's a whole... So yeah. let's, <laughs> let's jump into... The career of Ben Affleck. Is there any... How would you like to start this? Well, I think... Uh, I first remembered him in Dazed and Confused. Okay. Um, that was one of his first acting roles. Um, where he played the asshole. O'Bannon. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he's had a lot of range of things trying to... I think people are trying to figure out what he should do. Or... You know what kind of character he should play? Do you, right? Do you know that? Let me see if I have it here. Um, before that, he, you know, he was like an extra in some stuff, and he did some after-school special stuff. He directed a short called "I Killed My Lesbian Wife, Hung Her on a Meat Hook, and Now I Have a Three-Picture Deal at Disney." No, yeah, I'd like to see that. I would love to see that short. It was in 1993, he made that short. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Days of Confused was the first time that we got to meet him, and we met him as O'Bannon, who is this guy. Fuck. Fresh shit. What the fuck are you looking at? Huh? Kick your fucking ass right now. Pussy. What are you smiling at? Fresh faggot. So, yeah, that's our first introduction to, to Ben Affleck. And, and I think you'll notice that throughout his career, he's been very good at playing the asshole. Yeah. And I think, like, right after... I'm sure he knew Kevin Smith from prior to that movie. They were friends. Uh, prior to what movie? Days and Confused. It's not a Kevin Smith movie. No, I know, but I'm just getting into Okay, it. all right. Because like, you did this with uh, Danny Glover last week, and so I got to double check with Okay. You. No, I know that it was not Kevin Smith that directed <laughs> Days and Confused. Um, 
But uh, he started his Kevin Smith collaboration, which went on for a long time, where we actually started to see like kind of what roles he could play. And uh, one of his was Chasing Amy. Well, you're, you're, you're jumping really... Before Chasing Amy, he was in Mallrats. Mallrats, yeah. Where he played the casual male, also a big asshole, who gave this speech. If I can... I don't know if the rain's killing our, our clips here. I think something's up with your speakers, because every time you try to play something, it's, like, really low. Okay. Well. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, but yeah, so he loves those type of... All right, so then you bring it to Chasing Amy. So what were your thoughts on, on Chasing Amy? That's, like, his first, I guess, lead role where we, you know... There were some ups and downs in that movie. There, there were. And we saw that in the theater, I think. Yeah. And uh, that was filmed in my hometown. There was so a was scene in the rain that was borderline brutal. Yeah, that was tough. Um, but the story was really funny, and you got to see kind of like his range and putting him in this situation. You actually felt that he was that guy, I thought. Uh, yeah. Uh, another bad thing was his goatee. Yes. And throughout that movie. Um, Chasing Amy when it came out at the time, I loved it. I thought it was like, you know, but I was I was going to love that no matter what. We loved Kevin Smith, you know, um, the whole concept of him falling in love with this, le- you know, lesbian was, it, it was like the right time, like life is turning that way, you know, we're just of that age that we're like, yeah, man, alternative cinema, you know, and, <laughs> uh, but looking back, yeah, there's some problems with mall rats for sure. Um, I mean, with uh, chasing Amy, but um, then came his big one, right? Then comes Good, good Will Hunting. Hunting, yeah, where he won an Oscar for writing that movie. And this and is they ba- gave a great speech at the Oscar. Yes, they did. You're right. And this is basically when we all, as the world, get introduced to Ben Affleck. You know, these little roles like we're like. It's not like we, we saw Bannon and we're like, who is that guy? We're like, that was funny. Oh, that's the guy that played the Days of Confused guy. You know, but then Good Will, Hunt, Good Will Hunting happens and the whole story, like we said earlier, of him and his best friend writing the script and, you know, the scene with your suspect. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, so this is the point where we all kind of fell for Ben Affleck. Yeah, where he was now a Celebrity, yes, and so you have Matt Damon who wound up going his way, which is something I don't know. If but it, they're all, they're always linked, and they will always be linked. Yeah, but the thing you know, could you do a Matt Damon retrospective like this? I mean, we'll see if this works. Yeah. But um, <laughs> like his career, he's made some really good. Like he makes just makes good movies. He just takes all these interesting roles, you know. Yeah. So he he married. Uh, and adopt like a woman and adopted her kids who stayed out of the limelight. You know, like it's a well, it's a they whole... called her a, a civilian. 
Okay, she's a civilian, right? <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, it's it's gone a completely different way. So that's why this this is a big part part where they yeah. where there's like a fork, and one guy goes one way, and one goes this way. Uh, what's the next movie you have? Well, the next is like one of my favorite Ben Affleck movies. Are they? Shit, does it say who's fucking playing us in the movie? No, but it's Miramax, so I'm sure it'll be Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. You know, they put them in a bunch of movies. Who? You know, those kids from uh, Good Will Hunting. You mean that fucking movie with Mort from Ork in it? Yeah, I wasn't a big fan either. But Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. Word, bitch. Phantoms like a motherfucker. What's up now? Uh, all right. Yeah, Phantoms like a motherfucker. <laughs> People love Phantoms. I love Phantoms. I'll tell you a quick story. Me and our friend Scott Selvage, when the it first came out, it was we went open the weekend. We're like, this is gonna be great in North Carolina. We go to the theater. It's opening weekend. We're the only. It's like an eight o'clock show. We're the only people in the theater. We sit down halfway through the movie and in an empty theater. I look over and I'm like, this is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Phantoms was pretty good. Um, not good on the Rotten Tomatoes scale, but good. I'll, I'll, I'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Um, and and after, I mean, anything more from Phantoms? No, just, I love that movie because it just sucks you in from the beginning and doesn't really care about setup. It's just like, all right, we're in this town that's empty and everyone's dead. <laughs> and start shooting. I love it. It's so scary. Um, the, okay... The next, uh, so then after that, you know, through Good Morning, he, he becomes a kind of a movie star now. And Armageddon. Armageddon is this huge blockbuster movie that basically is like, all right, Ben Affleck is now Tom Cruise. He's going to be able to do all these action movies and, like, be the world's star. Yeah. It didn't really happen, but that's what doing that type of movie like does for people um i hated armageddon i hated it when i saw it like it is just every bit of cheese that drives me up a wall but this is the point where he gets grouped in with armageddon pearl harbor and i i I put reindeer games on there because they're all kind of these big budget like blockbuster movies that everyone I mean, I guess the consensus on Armageddon is that, it, like, a lot of people liked it. But it was it was a pretty bad movie. And Pearl Harbor, everyone ripped. And then Reindeer Games is another one uh, that people just, no one showed up for. And they spent a lot of money making it. And it was just like, all right, I guess Ben Affleck isn't the action star. What do we do now? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. You, you're jumping in through some things here. I got some movies to push in there. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was I grouped I went through and I grouped a couple things. Okay, you know Wikipedia have, does the same thing. They kind of have like oh do they? Uh, uh, the Wikipedia breaks his career down into like like three different times. Because There's like of like the type of genre, the budget wise, and kind of like the overall. Ninety eight to two thousand two is leading man status, according to Wikipedia. Okay, leading man. So, but but you're right because that is that that's the same amount of time. So you got movies like you were just saying, Reindeer Games, um, um, Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor um, 
Forces of Nature, which is his first rom-com, which is terrible. Um, and he becomes a celebrity. He's dating Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, that was kind of a big thing. Um, and he's starting to do appearances. He he does, like, an Inside the Actors Studio in 2001. Right after Armageddon and Shakespeare in Love, because he has a cameo in Shakespeare in Love. Right, he's in Shakespeare in Love, which wins the Oscar, which... We have a lot of problems with, but that's fine. Right, right. Um, saving Private Ryan. Yeah, there's no way. But he <laughs> wants to meet, I guess, do Gwyneth Paltrow. They start dating, and then he starts. Uh, he like, like I said, he hosts like inside the actors' studio. Um, and he, he he's out there, and he becomes a host on Saturday Night Live, which he's done a bunch of times. And it turns out he's actually pretty funny. And I'm going to play a clip, a piece of a clip from his first Saturday Night Live appearance in All 2004. Right. If it's going to work. We'll see. Your cheeks are red. I'm wicked buzz. Really? I'm real horny. Wanna go make out of my parents' bed? <laughs> Denise McDonough, you are so busted. Oh. Sally, oh my god, I thought you were at work. Yeah, I got fired for sucking on whipped cream cans. <laughs> but you were supposed to call me when you got done. Irregardless. <laughs> you have been under surveillance this whole time. So, it turns out Ben Affleck was also kind of funny, and who knew? Um, and uh, in that time, that's when he puts out, they put out Dogma. Yeah, more Kevin Smith stuff movies start coming out. So Dogma starts getting, you know, again, starts getting him some cred back, and we're like, okay, maybe maybe Ben Affleck, you know, we're, we're going to hang in with this guy. Um, and then he makes the movie, uh, he makes the movie Bounce. And um, that's where I guess he... I've never seen Bounce. I've never seen Bounce either, but it's important because that's the first J-Lo thing. We skipped over Boiler Room, though. Oh. One of his best characters. We haven't skipped over it. We're still in the period. Okay. Well, okay. We're not sure how this was going to go, but I like Boiler Room. But he's only got one scene in it. I know. Well, it's like a complete ripoff of Alec Baldwin's character in Glenn Carey, Glenn Ross. Yeah. It's like this. Yeah. Oh, no. Am I going to have to get it? Now, y'all look money hungry, and that's good. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You want details? Bye. I drive a Ferrari. 355 Cabriolet. What's up? I have a ridiculous house in the South Fork. I have every toy you can possibly imagine. And best of all, kids, I am liquid. So, now you know what's possible. Let me tell you what's required. So, again, playing like the dick. You know? Yeah, he plays a really good... That's a really good character. Yeah. And so, again, now you're stuck in this mishmash of all this Ben Affleck stuff. So you've got these terrible... Well, I mean, I don't know. Did you like Pearl Harbor? No, I did not like Pearl Harbor. You got Pearl Harbor, you got Armageddon, you got these terrible blockbusters. He's trying to become a leading man. He stops dating Gwyneth Paltrow. He starts dating J-Lo. So he's all in the, in the middle of all of that. Uh, meanwhile, he's doing movies like Dogma and Boiler Room. Like smaller movies that guys like us like. And we're like, hey, this guy is actually pretty cool. And one of my second favorite Ben Affleck movie, Changing Lanes. Well, that's still a ways away. I thought that was in the same... Oh yeah, it's okay. It's, it's like, All right, you're, you're right. It's it's close. 
You're right, because then you start going into the daredevil stuff. Which I think, like, Changing Lane's character is a lot like the character is in Boiler Room, except for, like, a little bit tamer. Because he plays a guy who basically goes to war with Samuel Jackson uh, over a one-day period of screwing people over. Okay. So he kind of plays that kind of character. Great movie. But now, uh, and then also in in this in this it becomes um, Jake Ryan or Jack Ryan. Yeah, this is another thing that uh, I thought we were going into the J Lo situation, but um, there was a point where Hollywood is like, "All right, we need to get him in a franchise," and they basically like, "All right, Daredevil, let's try him out." I mean, this is a little later on, but Jack Ryan. We want to make him the next Jack Ryan. And that thing bombed. And then they do the same thing with Daredevil. They're like, oh, let's get Daredevil. And he that thing bombs. And also ruins Jennifer Garner's career after that, yeah. too. Well, let me ask you, did you like the um, did you like the Jack Ryan movie? Um, what was it? What, uh, what, what was it? Some of All Fears? Yeah, that was the Some of All Fears. Okay. Did you like some of all fears, or yeah. I think I remember liking. Wasn't there like a stadium that blew up or something? Yeah, yeah I think I liked that movie. There was a bomb in a uh, um, a soda machine that was at the stadium. But is he okay? So when you think of Jack Ryan, who do you think of? Um, Harrison Ford. Right. So Affleck, obviously. Well, I don't know. Does does he have that kind of charm that Ford? I mean, not very many people do. Like, is that part of the problem, or is it the script? Like, was it him that took you out of it? Well, I think, yeah, it's a little hard to picture Ben Affleck taking over that role. I know they tried to make it early days, Jack Ryan, like they did with uh, Chris Pine. Um, And they're doing the same with John Krasinski now. Um, He's playing Jack Ryan? He's playing Jack Ryan on uh, Amazon show. Okay. with your girl, um, who's the blonde uh, RoboCop? Uh, oh, Abby Cornish. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's him and her in the TV show. But anyway, Ben Affleck, I think at that point it was just hard to see him as a Harrison Ford uh, guy. He right. Was, he wasn't like that smooth and kind of like had that presence. Um. Also in this time, he goes to rehab okay. as an alcoholic. Yeah. And uh, also... Um, Personal life starting in this section is not the best. Right. He Well, and it is. Because he's named the people's sexiest man alive in 2002. Oh, see, I did not know about the sexiest man alive. <laughs> you gotta know about the he's sexiest the man alive. All right. Uh, so, like, all this must be happening, must be going nuts, you know. Um, he, it, he becomes very, uh, what do you call it? Like, just, everything he's doing is interesting. It's captivating. Everything is, like, um... Another time where we should say, he's got a lot of things on his plate. He's got a lot of things on his plate. Um, and he's also producing and starring in a reality TV show for Project Greenlight. I was gonna bring up Project Greenlight, where he's trying to give back to, uh filmmakers that are trying to uh, do what he's doing and have a tougher road, which I really liked. Yeah, we loved... I mean, that was the first one. It was in 2002. That was Stolen Summer, which Although, is... 
All those movies are unwatchable. They're, they're all terrible. Uh, but Stone uh, Summer was like... Except I mean, for Feast. <laughs> but, which I know a lot of the people that worked on that. <laughs> but, but Stone Summer, like, uh, you know, they, they really played up, HBO really played up that these guys were independent filmmakers. And I don't know how much of it's genuine, how much of it isn't. It seems pretty genuine. They come across well. Well, I worked with a couple people that did those shows, and obviously they don't show you a lot of things, but most of it is genuine um, to how things are done. I mean, they also, you know, you make a show, you want to make it entertaining, you want to make sure that the person that you're getting is going to have a lot, a hard time, or it doesn't make great reality. Right. If everything goes right. No, that's true. Um, but even, you know, again, now we're, now, now we're like, do we, where do we come out on that? Like, like we still like, like he's making independent films and, and it's like, okay, maybe this guy's not a bad guy, even though he's making these horrible movies, you know, what do we, it's just a very confusing time. And then, um, and then what, I guess it brings us to, to Daredevil. You feel caught up there? Daredevil, Geely that time. Yeah, I mean, this is the time where, uh, was he going out with Jennifer Garner on... No. Was he with J-Lo? He's with J-Lo. And then there's this whole thing where, and even he says, is that J-Lo, like, that time was, like, the worst time of his career. In terms of, like, what happened to him after he broke up with her and all the movies bombed, Jersey Girl, all this stuff, and, like... There was a lot of media and people just saying that she was the reason that she's going to ruin your career and all this stuff. Yeah, he's, uh, they, um, you know, he, he makes the Jenny, uh, Jenny from the Block video with her, which is really bad and looks really bad. <laughs> um, but uh, he gets some bad tattoos. It's the beginning of a phrase called... Benefer, oh yeah, which was the first to to name to to put two people's yep. names in and together. Now we're like doing that. Brangelina and all yeah. this other stuff. So uh, it just got a little bigger, probably than anyone had wanted it to get. And uh, he um, goes on to make Julie with her. It's funny how like the public eye, like they want these couples to get together, but then they also really want them to fail. Of course. Right. Like, oh, I want to see like really hot people like having sex and like <laughs> going crazy around town. But then I also want to see the crash and burn of everybody. <laughs> do you happens. do you remember when he called into Howard Stern with her? No. There was a time when Howard Stern was like, "We're going to offer." They had some thing where they were going to offer to any celebrity that would. They had like a list. Oh, like yeah, any of that. these like twenty yeah. people, if they will contact us, we will donate this money to their charity. And he's the guy that called in, and they interviewed him, and they said, "Is is J Lo there?" He's like, "Yeah, she's in bed with me." And she, they, we should just say something. And she said, and they went nuts in the studio. It was like, and again, it's like a guy that you'd really like that you're like, I totally get you know, get this guy. And um, during this time, also, um, they do another. Project Greenlight episode. This is the one that introduced the world to Shia LaBeouf. He's a cute little kid. <laughs> Before he is what he is now. And 
what else? Um, he and does. Just a side note. I'm actually like, I like the things he's doing. What do you mean? With all his art installations. Oh, you I'm like not, the Shia LaBeouf? I'm not gonna. T- I'm not gonna lie. I'm interested with the riding mm. the elevator. What is he? What's your favorite Shia LaBeouf art project going on? I like the elevator one. What's the elevator? He basically like spent 24 hours in an elevator of a London hotel, and you can just ride the elevator with him and ask him whatever he wants. Yeah. Oh. And so people would just like take pictures with him in the elevator and talk to him. Okay. I thought that was cool. He did the one where he watched his own movies. That was funny. Um, he's now doing something for for four years. Donald Trump's uh, inauguration or presidency. He set up a video camera somewhere. Um, I wish I knew where. But basically, it, it's going to be playing live at all times. You can check it out. And basically, you can just tell people or tell Donald Trump what you think. Okay. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Didn't know there was going to be a section of Shia LaBeouf in this, but that's good. Um, He's a Giants fan, too, so I got to like him. Oh, yeah, there's... Okay. Um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, so he also does Paycheck, which yeah. is a really bad movie, and a really bad idea when you're making big-budget bad movies to it's one, get it's, a movie called yeah, Paycheck. it's one of those things. It's like, when you're making movies, like, oh, Ben Affleck can really give us... Some he's gonna sell tickets, and then you start to see, oh, well, maybe he can't sell tickets, right? And well, then they do Geely, right? And that everyone's I, I didn't think Geely was that bad. I like, never saw it. I don't really like like it, but I don't think it was nearly as bad as everyone thought it was. Um, and I have a clip from when he was once again on Saturday Night Live right after Geely. Sorry, Justin. I think they want you to change your shirt. Okay. Well, just be a minute, Ben. 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 Yeah, Ronnie. Oh yeah. This is- I don't think this movie's gonna work. <laughs> well, the script has a lot of holes in it. That's not a very nice thing to say, Ronnie. And. It's got logic problems, and it's and it's too talky. Well, <clears throat> that's your opinion. Okay, everybody, let's go again. Oh man, yeah, no, that was that, a great clip. That was a great skit. Loved it. Um, all right, so so now I think he like steps away from things for a little bit. He does. He just the, just the Hollywood land. Well, he starts look, doing before, like really right. like small movies. Um, he does Surviving Christmas. Which I never Which saw. Another, I never saw it either, but yeah, it's a bomb. Um, he he gets married to Jennifer Gardner. He that qualifies. Was a, that was a good move by him. He qualifies for the World Series of Poker. I remember that. Yep. Um, He's a big gambler. He makes Tom feast. Malloy <laughs> gambles with him a lot. Oh, does he? Let's <laughs> not give him. Uh, it, it, he makes feasts with your guy Gulliger. Well, that's uh, his project Greenlight. Yeah. Yep. It's. Um, so then Hollywoodland comes out and he gets some buzz. I mean, do you remember Hollywood? Were you a fan? I, do, I, do, I wasn't a big fan of the movie, but... It's kind of boring, right? Yeah, but it, it was one of those movies where you're like, all right, an actor is now coming out of being a commercial guy. Right. And he's trying to do something 
where, you know, he showcases his acting skills and kind of right brings it back to normal. So right. he takes, so, yeah, he takes like two years off yeah. basically, and he does that, and then um, not really heard of uh, as an actor again for a couple years, but puts out Gone Baby Gone, and this starts his whole directing. And Gone Baby Gone was awesome. Yeah, it was a great movie. Um, didn't have him in it, which was a very good idea by him. Yeah. Um, which eventually he starts putting himself in his own movies. But that's another... Well, that's in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, that was a great movie. Um, was nominated, I believe. And uh, it started off as director... Uh, career right so he he's he's reinventing himself now as a director yeah and um then he starts doing a bunch of like little bit parts yeah he's you know he's not he's not the leading man he does uh he's just not that into you um where he kind of plays like a douchey version of himself i guess so people are into that um extract extract he does a state of play um, I love that movie. Which is yeah, I, I, that was a good movie. But he Russell just Russell Crowe, yeah, another Russell Crowe. Uh, he just kind of plays like a dick, and then he yes, and then he does this movie extract. She work here? Yes, it's temp. She's a tramp. Temp, and please don't stare at the <laughs> window. So he starts to show off some comedy chops. You know, it's like he's reinventing himself, and now we're all like, oh yeah, Ben Affleck, yeah. We like this guy. Yeah. Um, and then, then comes the town. Yeah, the town. So now he's put it together. Now he's like he's got his movie out, like a critically acclaimed, like movie as a director. He's in a bunch of bit parts. So we're like, okay, we're like Ben Affleck, and then boom, hits you with the town, a movie he directs and stars in, and we're all in again. Yep, we're back in. Guy, movie, movie was fantastic. Uh, the guy can direct some action. He can direct some action movies, which I said the same thing when we came out of uh, Live by Night that the movie was bad, pretty bad, but the uh, action sequences and the car chases. He knows how to do an awesome car chase. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. He's got some good ideas. Um, and then he does like Company Men, which I don't remember, but I liked. Yeah, I liked that movie. Um and then, of course, Argo. Argo wins the Academy Award. And he's and not nominated. He's not even nominated for director. I'm not a huge fan of Argo. I hate Argo. Please explain to him the plot of Argo. Argo was the most overrated movie. But, but it's tell basically, the whole movie revolves around people making a plan. It's right. It's the whole movie's about. <laughs> and, like, basically they have to throw in these little, like... Things like the car not starting and all this stuff to like give uh, tension to them making this plane. But yeah, it's basically like, all right, you guys are going to be on this plane. Let's go. And then all this stuff happens, you know, stalling them from getting on the plane and then they get on the plane. Yeah. It's like a, (laughs) it's kind of wacky. They're not going to make anyway, but um... I liked, I thought the directing and the look and the, there was, a cool scene in like the market that was really well done. I'm not saying the movie wasn't well done. I just didn't think that, uh, there was much to Argo. I get you. Um, 
So now we're now we're in full Affleck mode. Yeah. Uh, and he puts out Runner Runner. I've never seen it. It is an it is a bad <laughs> movie. It is. Uh, I just watched it um, on after the Q and A and him talking about how bad it was. He was right. But also at this point, he's getting better. He's going to be working with better directors, and people are the studios, especially Warner Brothers, as we know, like get into like Ben Affleck mode. They're like, yeah. all right, me and you, we're going to be buddies. For yeah, a long he's time. he's he's the he's back to being at the top of everyone's yeah. list for who they want as their leading man in their movies, and then uh, and then. In a personal note, he gets kicked out of the Hard Rock Cafe for counting, or Hard Rock Hotel for counting cards. Counting cards. He's not allowed back. <laughs> Just to make sure there's enough scandal to keep going with him. <laughs> he gets kicked out for counting cards. And hey, listen, as people who like to play cards, we don't fault you for it, Benny. We're fine with that, right? Yeah. Uh, and then Gone Girl. Gone Girl, big. Everyone loves this book. Huge, uh, huge movie. Um,. I thought it was really good. They changed the ending of the book, but it was it was a really good movie. I thought. And he's good, and he's yeah, perfect for it. Yeah. Like he's kind of despicable, yeah. but you know. So we are at this is is it. this is this his highest point? That was um, we've just gone through most of his career up to this point. Is this his highest point? This is his highest point for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's about to be right now that we're getting into Batman. So then he's so then he's Batman. And it looks like Batman is going to be his career for the next five, six years. It, well, okay. So... He's doing Justice League. Right. And all this other stuff. He... Batman vs. Superman is... Regardless of whatever you're going to stick up for it, is a terrible movie. I don't think... I've seen it like four or five times. I'm that not going to lie. It's on, it's on TV a lot. Like, it's on cable. And it's not as bad... It's not good. But it's not as bad as everyone. You've says. seen Batman vs Superman four or five times. I've seen it about at least that's, four times. That's like fifteen hours. I know. I actually, I actually <laughs> went out and saw the uh, director cut, which was like three hours. <laughs> do, does it explain why, like, what what Jesse Eisenberg was trying to do? No. Okay. But it, it does um, make the movie flow a little bit better. Okay. So when you watch it, you don't get the feeling that things were cut out. Well, you know, the other thing about it is it's not Ben Affleck who makes it bad. No, the story, the thing that ruins the movie is, I mean, this is a quick thing, but is that before the movie even starts, before we even know who anybody is, like Lex Luthor knows everybody's secret identities. Yeah. And it ruins the movie. Okay. It would have been better for him to find out somewhere during the line and then we get introduced to why he's such a bad guy. Or if they weren't going to do a giant CGI uh, monster thing that was trying to attack a city like they do in every movie, that would have helped too. Um, I don't mind that because I know the story in the comic books that... I mean, they tried to put... Here's, a, here's, here, here's, an, here's another movie of things trying to do too much. Yeah. They tried to put way too much in there. Um, and Zack Snyder is, should be getting his DGA card revoked. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, uh, he, um, but again, it's not Ben Affleck. His, his Batman is actually very good. Yeah, everyone loves. And everyone, Batman. everyone, everyone consensus. who saw it, the consensus was, it's not him that's ruining it. That he was the best part, quote unquote. Yeah, and he was kind of what people were least looking forward to up to that point. Um, and now, but, he's, now he's going to be Batman in 
He's doing his own standalone Batman movie. He's doing uh, the well, that's Justice in the, League. All right, that, that's in the future because right now that that that, re, that led us to this moment. I just wondered uh, whether that how, how that makes you guys feel and whether it will even affect the film as such. Well, uh, the, the interesting thing is that hello darkness. My old <laughs> that's right. Ben Affleck just staring out into. Uh, you got to give some context. I don't have to give it while it's happening. I can give it after it's done. It's a visual. <laughs> it's a visual. But I'm sure you all remember Sad Affleck. So look up Batman v Superman Sad Affleck. Just look up Sad it. Affleck. Sad Affleck was the was the best thing that happened last year. A lot of people were very excited about Sad Affleck. Basically it's in you know what it is. It's an interview with him and Henry Cavill and, and about the movie and Ben Affleck stares off into space. <laughs> He's probably been doing like seventeen of those. And he knows that this movie's terrible. It's and, also a 17th interview on that. Movie. Okay, but it's also terrible. And so uh, it was it was the number it was like the big video on the internet for a little while, the sad Affleck. It was pretty funny. Um, so I think Ben Affleck's going to be in our lives for a good amount of well, years. Well, soon after that he got divorced or around then. I think they're getting Oh, that's right before Batman. I don't think they're officially divorced. But. Well, they split up. He had his nanny scandal yeah. on a plane with Tom Brady. I mean, it's just it never, you know. And then, uh, and then, yeah, it brings us to now. He does the Bill Simmons uh, interview where everyone thinks he's drunk. Uh, he wasn't. He was just cursing a lot about the Patriots. And then To Live By Night, which we've kind of given a review of. It was way too long, way too many stories. Like, yeah, much like this retrospective, way too long, yeah. way too many stories. <laughs> Couldn't really find its rhythm. Um, I think one of the things that came out of his Q&A was he said that they were talking about the book and compared to the movie and they're like, there were so many things in the book that we really had to like go through it and like cut a lot of things. And then we were just like, man, there's a lot of things in the movie too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so it kind of bombed at the box office too. Um, Oh God, it more than bombed. Oh yeah. It made like $5 million. Okay. The weekend. Yeah, it didn't make any money. Like, no one went to see it. It's interesting. I mean, I, I, why, why is that? Why would no one go see it? I'm, I'm, I can't... It came out in January where no one goes to see movies. And that's their Oscar right. movies. Um, is that what did it in? Maybe, no, it was all the bad reviews. There's, like, a lot of bad reviews that hindered it. All right, so now he's writing the Batman. Doesn't know if he wants to answer any more questions about Batman. Yeah, he's like... He did the Batman for his kid. And now, it's, like, one of these things, like... All right, I'm going to be Batman for my kid. This is going to be fun. He's going to go to the movies and like see me in the theater and playing a great character. Oh, I've got to do this for like eight films. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I really just wanted to do one, maybe two. Well, I think that you're probably a lot more, well, even though you'll disagree with this, a lot more excited to do eight films if you think they're going someplace good. And after you see the first one, but well, he's going to have. Uh, control of his movie so we'll see what he can do with it okay so i went on rotten tomatoes to look up the five most popular ben affleck movies and the five least okay um what do you think the the number one ranked rotten tomato movie for ben affleck is um argo argo would be number two goodwill hunting one goodwill hunting gets a 97 argo a 96 and then the town, Gone Baby Gone, and Days and Confused are all at a ninety-four. 
Okay. What do you think his least popular Rotten Tomatoes score would be? Um, zero percent. But for what movie? Uh, Geely. Okay, well, it's number five is Phantoms. It's a 13. Runner, Runner, an eight. Surviving Christmas, a six. Or seven. Geely, a six. And then number one, a movie we didn't even talk about. He's not in, but is The Leisure Class. The last um, Project Greenlight winner. Oh. It got a zero. I didn't even like, yeah, I... I tried. I couldn't even. I didn't even know where it was or how to watch it. I just. Oh, I watched it. I started. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it is bad. I looked up nice. that guy too. That director hasn't done anything, so he's not attached to anything. But he's still rep by William Morris. And just on our closing, uh, Ben Affleck, his career lifetime gross in theaters. Just so everyone knows, two movies that we said. Um, well, Daredevil's in the top ten. Of his movies. Okay. For money-wise. It made $102 million domestically. Um, and then, not he's not that into you. I didn't know he was in, in that movie. We, did, are, we talked about that. No. Well, that's number 10. So those are the two movies. Some of All Fears made $118 million. That's seven. Obviously, Batman is number one. Um, Batman vs. Superman made $330 million. And Armageddon, $201 million. Okay. So those are his top two. Armageddon nice. and Batman. All right. Well, speaking of making money. Yeah. Today is the presidential inauguration, and we're here to tell you some ways that you could possibly make some money on the upcoming four years of this presidency. All right. Uh, as we, If we had any money. Yeah, if we, you know, if we weren't already. Maybe some of the listeners have money. They could put it down. Um, There's one bet I like a lot. Oh, I was going to say we weren't going to give you any advice, but you've got to bet you like a lot. So what are some of the things in this political season, or uh, now that it's over, moving forward the next four years, if I'm not a Donald Trump fan, or if I am and things aren't going well, and I want to gamble on the country's future, what are some things I can gamble on? Well, on this website, I think you uh, you said you went on to another website. Um Trump prop bets. Will Donald Trump be impeached in his first term as president? Yes is plus 235. No is minus 300. Okay, for those who don't know, if you put 100 bucks. Yeah. You win 225 bucks. If he gets impeached, and then if you put 100 bucks down and he doesn't get impeached, you win 30. But my favorite bet. Is will Donald Trump serve a full term as president? And it's minus one sixty. If I had a lot of money, I would put all of my money on that. On yes. But then you have to wait four years to get it back. But I would say that he's going to serve his four years. You're confident. I'm pretty. I'm really confident. I don't think he gets impeached. Um, there's too many Republicans that are. Uh, the Republicans are, you know, the majority now. Okay. And they're all in on Trump right now. So um, I think he's going to stay. We're, we're going to try to do this as best we can without getting political, right? Yeah. Um, it's about gambling. It's about gambling. What makes the most sense. Because let's tell you, we feel some responsibility, or at least I feel some responsibility, from a bet we made earlier this year. That's true. That we, that we got from um, listening to the Sports Guy podcast. 
where we parlayed the New England Patriots to win the AFC East, which they did, and Hillary Clinton to win the presidency. And we were pretty much counting our money in November. We, we uh, And then when Donald Trump lost, not only did this country lose some things, but we lost a lot of money. So we're trying to make it up for you. Um, what, we thought that was like the biggest shoe-in ever. So, shows what we know. What what are some other things that you have that you can bet on? Anything else? Right here, uh, it says uh, that it has people to be the next president. Okay. What are some, some people on your board? All right. So, the favorite is on this is Elizabeth Warren. Is Donald Trump not on that? He's, he's plus 200. But I don't think he's going to be the next. Okay. Wow. All right. I think he's one turn. On mine, I have uh, Donald Trump at 11 to 10. So you would want to bet on sportsbook.ag if you wanted to bet on Donald Trump. I have Elizabeth Warren as 11 to 1 on, on my chart. Okay. I think, I mean, there's, okay, Mike Pence at plus 1,500. He's third. I don't think Mike Pence is. Yeah, Mike Pence at seven to one. What you're betting on there is if right, you're betting he if he gets impeached and Mike Pence becomes president, that he gets reelected. He has to win the 2020 election. Okay. What else? Um, let's see. Andrew Cuomo, um, Michelle Obama at plus two thousand. I see. I have Michelle Obama at eight to one. Whoa. Yeah. Not good money on my side. I don't really think. No, I don't think that's gonna. So, uh, Bernie Sanders, what do you have him at? I, plus 3,000. Bernie Sanders at 20 to 1. He's so, going gonna to be way too old. Yeah. Like, he, I don't, he's not going to. I like, I, if I was a betting man, it has like all the normal people, Paul Ryan, Marco Rubio. Who's Paul Ryan at on yours? Paul Ryan's plus 3,000. See, I had 7 to 1 on Paul Ryan. I, I can't imagine. I like, I mean, I would bet if I was betting, if I had to bet, John Kasich. At plus 6,500. 6, I think John Kasich is getting some buzz from this whole election process. But he's, but when is an, so you think that they would de, they would run someone other than the current president and on the Republican ticket? That's an interest. We'll see. I mean, that's an, that's what it would have to be. It would have to be that. That's why he's plus 6,500. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's tough to bet on any other Republicans unless you, again, thought that he was going to get impeached and maybe you do Mike Pence. Uh, and the Democrats. Some people that are on my list, um, Tom Brady at 66 to 1. Um, I've got George Clooney. Okay, where's you got Clooney at? Plus 100. Yeah, I got 100 to 1. Yeah. DiCaprio at 80 to 1. Kanye? Is Kanye on there? Kanye's 100 to 1. Ours is 100 to 1. Yeah. Should be more than that. Plus 15,000, I Okay. Got. Uh, Kevin Spacey at 150 to 1. I have Kevin Spacey at plus 20. <laughs> I thought that was bizarre. All right. yeah. Vince McMahon at 200 to 1. I don't have Vince McMahon in there. And Kim Kardashian at 275 to 1. Where do you have Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton is 14 to 1. I have plus 7,500. So again, yours would be better. I, I don't... I don't. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I That's don't know where... It's plus 7,500. There's no one on this board right now no. that I feel comfortable with. Um, I would have said Marco Rubio until he totally destroyed everything. But again, so right? He has to be on the Republican ticket. Um, some things it, that I found that you could bet on today, and 
it's already happened. I haven't watched the speech, but you could bet on what Trump will say first in his inauguration speech. Okay. What are the things? Make America great again is five to four, which is probably what happened. Probably said that. Job creation, three to one. Islamic terrorism, 10 to three. Innovation, four to one. Russia, five to one. China, six to one. Um, is there an all of above? No, I mean, this is like, <laughs> right. yeah, uh, I think you could bet on each one. Um, let's see. So I'll just start to point out some uh, Apprentice, Can 9 to 1. you if you bet, like, make America great again, and you're sitting around, like, watching, like, say it! <laughs> make America great again! And he says it, and then you're just like, I want $100! <laughs> uh, fake news is 10 to 1. Putin, 10 to 1. Um, Crooked Hillary is 50 to 1. Meryl He's definitely S- not talking about Putin. Meryl Streep is 50 to 1. Rosie O'Donnell is 66 to 1. If he says the the phrase, I'm very rich, it's 50 to 1. He's not going to say that. Uh, if he says Bigly, 66 to 1. <laughs> if he brings up Robert Pattinson, it's 66 to 1. Yeah, he's going to give Robert uh, If he brings up Golden Shower, it's 250 to 1. Home Alone is 250 to 1, and Ariana Huffington is 250 If anyone wants to bet the golden shower <laughs> one, I'll take your bet, okay? So, uh... <laughs> I'll take your bet, and if I win, I'll take about 30 years to pay you back. But. Well, is there anything else that you have that you could bet on? No. Okay, so there you go. Uh, those are some things you can you can bet on this, uh, this next four years that maybe... Make life a little bit easier, better, or profitable for you. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yep. Um, Scott's week of mourning is now complete. Games start on Sunday. Oh, we'll football. Super Bowl next week. He's still wearing his Dallas Cowboys hat, but uh, it's all right. Um, and then uh, hopefully we'll be going live soon. So uh, thanks for listening and all the feedback, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys.